God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Welcome to Living Life. Yesterday, we read the story of Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector. He was successful and rich. With his money, he had all kinds of pleasures and comforts in this world. And yet, he felt a constant emptiness and unending loneliness. When he heard about Jesus, he saw Jesus Christ. As he found Jesus, he accepted his call. And turn away from his sin. As a result, Zacchaeus became a child of God. The emptiness of his heart was filled with Christ. His loneliness was gone as he was enjoying the everlasting love of Jesus Christ. This is a result when we invite Jesus Christ into our heart and turn away from our sins. Today we are going to read a story. It is called the parable of ten minus. Jesus talks about the kingdom of God through a parable. I'm very excited to learn about the kingdom of God from today's passage. Let's read today's passage and come back. Luke chapter 19, verses 11 through 27. While they were listening to this, he went on to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem, and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. He said, A man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then to return. So he called ten of his servants and gave them ten minas. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, We don't want this man to be our king. He was made king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for the servants to whom he had given the money, in order to find out what they had gained with it. The first one came and said, Sir, your minna has earned ten more. Well done, my good servant, his master replied, because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter. Take charge of ten cities. The second came and said, Sir, your minna has earned five more. His master answered, You take charge of five cities. Then another servant came and said, Sir, here is your minna. I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. You take out what you did not put in and reap what you did not sow. His master replied, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked servant. You knew, did you, that I am a hard man, taking out what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow? Why then didn't you put my money on deposit, so that when I came back I could have collected it with interest? Then he said to those standing by, Take his minna away from him and give it to the one who has ten minas. Sir, they said, he already has ten. He replied, I tell you that to everyone who has, more will be given. But as for the one who has nothing, 
even what they have will be taken away. But those enemies of mine who do not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. Welcome back to Living Life. Jesus wanted to teach his followers about the kingdom of God through a parable. Let's read verse 11. While they were listening to this, he went on to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. Jesus and his followers passed Jericho and came close to Jerusalem. The followers of Jesus Christ were very excited as they approached the city of Jerusalem because they believed that as soon as Jesus entered the city, he would establish the kingdom of God right away. As the Messiah, he would free Israel from Rome, Roman rule and set up God's kingdom upon earth in Jerusalem. But Jesus says, yes, I'm the true Messiah, but regarding the establishment of the kingdom of God, you guys are totally wrong. Jesus tried to correct people's wrong idea about the kingdom of God through this story of parable. Let's see what the kingdom of God looks like in the parable of 10 minus. Let's read verses 12 and 13. He said, A man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed a king and then to return. So he called ten of his servants and gave them ten minus. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. Jesus said, A noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed a king and then to return. Here a noble birth or a noble man is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ went to a distant country, meaning he went far away in order to receive a kingdom from the king, God the Father. Because, uh, basically, Jesus went far away to receive a kingdom from God. Jesus entered the city of Jerusalem in order to die for our sins and save us from our sins. He didn't enter the city of Jerusalem in order to establish the kingdom of God instantly, as his followers were believing at that time. Jesus entered the city, he died there on the cross and rose again, and then he went back to his father, father in order to receive the kingdom of God from his father. That's why he was saying to his disciples in John 14, 2 and 3, My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Before he was gone, he called his servants and gave ten minus to them. Minus are smaller than talents. Ten minus was worth of six months of man's salary. Let's say a man earns $2,000 a month, then $12,000 of worth. And he said to his servants, put this money to work. Here, the Greek word for put the, uh, put the money to work is a word of diligent action. Jesus was saying, keep investing, work diligently until I come back. Jesus gave us each and every one of us talents before he was gone. While he is gone, he wants us to use our gifts and talents, not just use it once and or use it sometimes. No, he wants us to use our talents passionately and diligently, without ceasing, until he will return. What's the servant's reaction on this? Let's read verse 14. 
But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we don't want this man to be our king. While the nobleman was gone, the servants were saying to each other, we don't want this man to be our king. Yes, people in this world don't like Jesus. Of course, they don't want Jesus to be their king because that means that they have to surrender their life to the rule of Christ. What they want is they want to be the king of their own lives. Christians are not different. We know that Jesus died and rose again, but he is gone. Are we not saying the same thing in our life? We don't want this man to be our king. Leave me alone, God. My life belongs to me. My dream belongs to me. My money belongs to me. I'm the king of my life. On Sunday, you are my king, but Monday through Saturday, I'm the king. In my private life, you are my king, but in my public life, I'm the king. Let's continue to read verse 15. He was made king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for the servants to whom he had given the money in order to find out what, the, what they had gained with it. The day came that Jesus received the kingdom from his father. He became the king and he came back to his servants. The day of accounting has arrived. All servants were called to report on what they have done with tent minus. The Bible is so clear that Jesus will return, and when he returns, there will be a day of judgment. Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Indeed, there is a final judgment. On that day, every one of us will give a report of what we have done with the gift that Christ gave us while he was gone. Let's continue to read verses 16 through 19. The first one came and said, Sir, your mina has earned ten more. Well done, my good servant, his master replied, because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter. Take charge of ten cities. The second came and said, Sir, your mina has earned five more. His master answered, You take charge of five cities. Here we see the first two faithful servants. The first servant worked diligently. He was always working diligently every minute, every hour, and every day. As a result, he was thousand percent faithful. The other person was not as diligent as first one, but he was 500% faithful. Both servants were rewarded exactly according to their labor, a city for each mina. A perfect justice was executed. How about the third servant? Let's read verses 20 through 23. Then another servant came and said, Sir, here is your mina. I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. You take out what you did not put in and reap what you did not sow. His master replied, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked servant. You knew, did you, that I am a hard man, taking out what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow. Why then didn't you put my money on deposits so that when I came back, I could have collected it with interest? The third servant did not use 10 minus. He didn't work. Here is the reason why. He said the noble man was a hard man. He felt that the Lord was 
too demanding and strict. It is too tough to follow Jesus' instruction. I have to give up so many things. I cannot live like that. Therefore, he chose to live a life of selfishness, worldliness, and comfort. What did he get for his action? God is perfectly just right. Jesus says, I will judge you according to your own words, you wicked servant. Since he didn't work, he didn't receive any work in the kingdom of God. He didn't get any responsibility when Jesus begins to reign in his kingdom. That means no share in God's kingdom, no work in God's kingdom. Though everyone was working for God and with God, we saw yesterday that Zacchaeus felt so empty after having all kinds of pleasure in this world because he had no Jesus in his heart. Same thing happened to, me, to him. Since he sought money, money uh, he will get, but not Jesus. In eternity, what he will get is just things from this world, but nothing from Jesus Christ. What an emptiness and loneliness. If we work for Christ, we will have more of Christ. But if we work less for Christ, Christ in us will be less and less. Uh, let me wrap up today's message with a few questions. Who is Jesus Christ to you? Is he your king or your servant? How faithful are you to Christ each and every day? Let's pray. Dear God, you are my king. Help me to serve you diligently each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer, see Jesus.